Hey, I'm Veronica. Hey, I'm Casey, and we are so excited that you are here with us on the Thriving Mompreneurs podcast. Yes, motherhood comes with so many different stages, and each stage looks a little different than the one before. Here, you will find perspectives, tools, and advice on a mama in the toddler stages and in the teenage stages and anything in between. So if you can relate to either of those, you are in for a treat. Are you a professional multitasker? Well, turns out it is possible and we are experts at juggling all the things. Do you find yourself waiting for this mom and business thing to get better? Are you ready to start feeling excited for every day? What would you be able to do if you were energized and present in your home and in your business? We have been there too. Mom guilt, the mental load, exhaustion, you name it, we've been there. And the truth is, being a mompreneur is hard work. And that's okay. It wasn't until we started working on ourselves from the inside out that we started to see major shifts in our lives. You can thrive in every stage of motherhood and business, and we are going to do it together. Each week on this podcast, you will learn how to turn your mind and body into your greatest asset. You will feel seen and heard, getting to know other hardworking mompreneurs, and you will get tangible tools on how to implement changes immediately to create harmony in your mind, body, business, and home. Let's dive in. When you hear symptoms, what do you think of? Maybe a fever, some sniffles. What about overwhelm? What comes to mind when you hear that word? What if I told you that those things were very good things? We are going to explain exactly what we mean in this episode. So first things first, we want to welcome you to join us over in our free community, the Thriving Mompreneurs Community, where you can stay connected with us, but we also want you to connect with more powerhouse business and family-minded women. So hop on over to the link in the show notes to join us. Today, we are going to be talking about something most people don't always address, and that is how overwhelm and the symptoms that come with it should be celebrated. I know, I know, they aren't usually fun, and they always seem to happen at the most inconvenient times, like the week before camp or uh, before a major test, (laughs) but they really are your body's way of communicating with you. Are you listening? So... We can talk today. I just wanted to dive right on into to the topic of the day. And we're talking about listening to our bodies, right? So what do what kind of symptoms would you need to be listening to? So these are going to be physical symptoms like uh, pain or, you know, they could be something in your, uh, I, my mind always goes to the gut because that's my thing, but gas and bloating, abdominal pain, it could be headaches, it could be injuries, um, you know, from underuse and those types of things. But then it can also go more into the emotional category, right? The overwhelm, the irritability. Anxiety. Right. Anxiety. Yeah. These types of things. So when you think about those symptoms, what does that make you, where, where does your mind first go, Veronica? When you hear, I've got a symptom, what do I do? I think I don't like this, but I feel like I should, I'm like, I need to go to the doctor. <laughs> right. Yeah. I think <laughs> it's really common. Yeah, I think that's really common because you're looking for a solution, right? Right, exactly. Yeah, like oftentimes we're thinking, I have to make the, this is uncomfortable. I have to make this stop. Mm-hmm. Who can do that for me? It's my doctor, right? 
Um, and I love my doctor. Doctors are great. Um, you definitely want a doctor, a medical doctor on your team for sure. Um, but one of the things that I talk about a lot in just my circles in general is having a team of people on your side that could look like your acupuncturist, your chiropractor, your health coach, your doctor, your friends, your family, you know, all people that are supporting you in one way or another, because none of those people know all of the things. So when, you know, headaches are a good example, right? If you have a headache, you are getting them consistently. You go to your medical doctor, they're going to give you one type of treatment, one reason and one type of treatment. If you go to a, you can speak to this, a chiropractor, it's a completely different reason and treatment usually. Mm -hmm. And honestly, even just going to different chiropractors, like I, in my short years of, you know, still in my, in schooling, I treat headaches way different than even my next classmate than my doctor, you know, back home will. So yeah, there's so many different ways to approach it. Yeah. And I think that's a good thing though. Like, right. It's, it's a thing because, you know, in my case, I was having migraine headaches, for instance, for many years. I had, they started when I was a teen. They were debilitating. I was missing school. Uh, you know, I was missing work as I got older and it, wasn't until I had had them for 30 years before I finally figured out. Number one, sometimes they were hormone triggered, but much less so for me. Sometimes that's the big issue for people. But for me, it wasn't. Uh, the big trigger was a food. And I had all kinds of gut problems. And I was had a leaky gut. And this particular food is just a trigger for me overall. And specifically, migraines. If I eat that food now, two days from now, I will have a migraine almost mm -hmm. every time. Every once in a while, I get lucky, but, um, you know, it's like, but it took a long time to figure that out. And it wasn't my medical doctor that figured it out. It wasn't, you know, my acupuncturist or any of these other people. It just, it happened to be my health coach. And it doesn't mean that those people were wrong. It just happens to be that it took me a while and trying multiple things to figure it out. So I guess that my point is symptoms can be complex and a little bit weird, but they're really good. They're really trying to tell you something. And in this case, that headache was telling me that food doesn't work for you. It just doesn't work for your body. It's not a bad food. It just doesn't work for you. And you probably shouldn't eat it. It's creating inflammation inside your body, which was showing up as a headache. So yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's so fascinating because I don't know if, if the listeners know exactly what a health coach is. I am also trying to become a health coach and it is such a different environment because a health coach actually isn't another practitioner that's going to tell you what to do. A health coach teaches you how to listen to your own body, your own instincts, your own messages that you're you're giving. And it's crazy because, you know, I'm, I'm in this world of trying to be a chiropractor and then also trying to be a health coach. And yeah. it is com two completely different hats because as a chiropractor, you come to me at looking for answers. And as a health coach, I come to you with questions. I want to know if you know what is going on. And I just think that's a really cool to have in your back pocket is someone who is like, you know what? Yes, there's a lot of information out there, but what do you know about this? Like, you know more than you're giving yourself credit for. Well, the, at the end of the day, that's the thing about symptoms, right? And this isn't the most, like, this is a little controversial, right? What we're talking about, because most people are like, symptom, get rid of it. I, you know, I hate it and I don't want it. But yeah. if you're looking at it from a little bit of a different perspective, you can really learn a lot about yourself. And at the end of the day, you know yourself better than anyone else on the earth is going to know you. You're feeling all the feelings, you're, you know, physical and emotional. 
of your body and there's nobody else that can do that. They only know what you tell them. So it's really important to be able to dial in with yourself. And like you said, a health coach is definitely somebody that can help you pick that apart. Um, you know, when you don't know what questions to ask, they're often a good person to tease the information out of you so that you can know yourself better. And the goal isn't to need your health coach forever. The goal is just like your medical doctor. You don't want to have to go to them constantly. The goal Mm -hmm. is to be well by what they have given you and move on and not need them. And it's the same with a health coach. The goal is to know yourself, like get to know yourself really well through their support and teaching Mm -hmm. so that you can move on and thrive in your own life but on your own, you know? Yeah, no, I, and I love that because I feel like we're in this system and and day and age of just like information overload, right? Like everyone is wanting to give you the next best thing and tell you exactly what you need to do. And when I think there's definitely time, I mean, you know, as someone who is trying to be a professional, I think there is a time and a place for that, but we've lost this like connection of being like, well, what do you think? And what is, you know, where do you think it's coming from? And, And even just as I start to kind of ingrain some health coaching into seeing patients, I'm like, well, what do you think? You know? And I feel like that takes people aback sometimes because they're like, no one's ever asked me that. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. And so it's just, I, I'm sure that's me, like why both of us are in this mission of, you know, bringing this program to people, not so they can have more information, but so they can take charge of their own health and, and um, understand that they are the most important player of this entire puzzle, you know, like, there's just so many kind of like what we talked about before of, you know, you have this, this symptom and you're like, Oh no, where do I go to get this, you know, figured out and get to relieve the symptom. But it's like, well, we need to figure out what the symptom is trying to tell you and you can cover it up all day long, but actually the, you know, when it comes to getting sick, the worst part about getting sick and, and when things get detrimental is when your body stops giving you symptoms is when your body is like, shutting down, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want it to quit on you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so just like we said before, we celebrate symptoms because your body is telling you it's not ready to give up yet. It actually wants you to address this thing. Yeah. And that leads to another good point, which is like the thing it's trying to tell you is what is the root cause of this problem, right? And I like to use analogies as well. I know you're, you're, you're probably better at them than me, but the one that I use often um, in my program, when I talk about root causes, is a dandelion in your lawn. I personally love dandelions, and I leave them in my lawn. But most people do not. But you know, if you if anybody's a gardener, like you go and you pull it, and it doesn't, you don't get the root. You just mm-hmm. get the top, unless you really get there because they're deep rooted. Um, mm-hmm. And unless you really get down in the soil and pull the whole thing out from the bottom, you just have another dandelion next week. And in mm-hmm. the case of symptoms. It might be the same headache you already had, or it might be a rash this time, might be belly pain this time. It might be any number of other things. Mm -hmm. Um, But if you don't get out the root of, you know, if you don't find what's causing it in the first place, it's not a permanent solution. You're never going to, it's just, it's going to be a temporary fix. So I don't know if that makes sense, but that's one that I use. It does. And the beautiful thing, and I'm going to go back to this again and again, is that like dandelions are actually so amazing for you and your health. Yeah. There's like so many. Yeah. So I think it's beautiful that and exactly it's the same exact thing of, you know, you see this dandelion and you're like, oh, I just want to get rid of it. But like if you the more you get into it and learn about your symptom or dandelion, if you will, 
the more you're like, wow, this is actually like really, you know, like a powerhouse, (laughs) honestly. Like if you think about all the processes it takes to not only have these very intricate processes in your body just take over without you telling it to do it. Like it's just there doing its thing. And then all of a sudden it's like, Hey, like popping up and showing you, like, I just think that we need to really understand how our, everything is working for our good because it, it was just built in, in a way to always protect us. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're in a time right now. It's in a really weird time. And as busy moms who are most of our listeners are working, they're mompreneurs, they're in a corporate job and, you know, whatever that looks like for you, but you're busy, you're working and you're homing, you're doing all the things. (laughs) Um, And, you know, we're, we're losing sight of the goal here. And the goal is to have an overall healthy body. And if you're not able so that you can, and, and why do you want a healthy body, right? You want to be able to enjoy your kids, enjoy your work, be a productive member of society, whatever that looks like for you is your goal. The goal is to have a healthy body so you can do that longer. You can do it well for longer. And if you're not able to slow down and hear yourself, um, you know, that just becomes harder and harder. And the longer you go without listening, the farther and farther the sound seems to go. Do you know what I mean? Like the harder it is to tune in because you just forget. And, and also too, I think there's a big thing right now with, uh, we're kind of decompartmentalizing it. I feel like as a society where self-care isn't selfish, um, and you know, everything that we do is, is, is geared towards self-care and, you know, listening to that sound. But if you are struggling as a listener with like, I hear you, I understand self-care isn't selfish, but I like, when I do it, I feel selfish. Think about how, if you're listening to yourself and you know how to listen to yourself, don't you think you're going to be able to listen to others around you more? Like, there is an aspect of taking care of yourself and, and and none of it is selfish. But even if you can't get past that, that, that roadblock of like, I'm still, I still feel selfish when I'm doing it. Understand that you're actually doing it to become a better mom who can listen to right. her kids and their, their needs. If you can't listen to your own symptoms, you're not going to know what to do when your kid has a symptom or, you know, has an issue. And so it right. really does. It's this beautiful thing of pouring into yourself and, you know, uh, going back to that flower analogy of like watering your own grass so that you can look at the grass next to you and, you know, run it off into it and help them grow as well. Yeah. I think that's really beautiful. And I think that one of the things I talk a lot about as well is taking that one step further. And it's like, if you can't slow down and take care of yourself, you are modeling for your Mm -hmm. children and your friends and family and everyone around you, you're modeling for others the all of these i don't want to say bad habits but like the habits that aren't serving you you're modeling those for other people and you know is that what you want for them i would argue you don't right mm-hmm. that's often the reason why women moms um people in that category that is why often we sacrifice our own time and our own needs is because we want to serve others mm-hmm. and you're actually not serving them by teaching them like sort of these maladaptive ways of doing things you know yeah. i much to my family's annoyance sometimes <laughs> I, I will be like i'm not cleaning the kitchen right after dinner you know and everyone wants to pick up the kitchen i'm not doing that i need to go for a walk and i there's not another good time i'm doing it right now and sometimes it causes a little friction but at the end of the day i'm modeling like several things right i'm modeling yeah. It's good to move your body. I'm modeling. We get outside every day. I'm modeling, um, you know, 
it's important for me to take care of myself. I'm modeling I matter, right? Mm -hmm. I actually am famous in my house for saying, I'm a human too. Please, (laughs) please consider me a human. I'm not just your mom. I'm a human. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. So I think it's important to remember that we're we're modeling for everyone around us. It doesn't really matter. It could be the woman in the coffee shop, you know, anyone. Um, people take notice of what you're doing. And if it's if you're pouring into yourself, it gives you the ability to pour into others, which I think most people want to do. Most people feel mm-hmm. good when they help other people. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. And it's also like just this gift of getting to not only give to yourself, but also giving that gift of permission for other people. I feel like we are, you know, the people around me I know aren't very good at communicating. I mean, you just like you said, you model so much in that one sentence of like one communicating. First of all, I know what I need and then I'm going to go do it. And then I'm going to communicate with my family. Like there's just so much goodness in there. And I love that you're teaching your entire family, honestly, what it's like to, to, to make that a priority and really get serious about it. So that's really awesome. Yeah. They're not happy all the time, but I'm I'm okay. doing it anyway. <laughs> that's okay. That's okay. Because remember, we talked about even in the last episode of like doing it when it's most inconvenient is when you solidify it the most. So I, I'm i I'm all for the after walk dinner. Actually, in our house, our role is whoever makes dinner doesn't get have to cook. So that oh, doesn't have to clean the dishes. And gonna, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yep. And I'm going to hold firm to that. We <laughs> used to do that somewhere, somewhere along the way, along the way, we lost that rule. I don't know. My kids <laughs> barely help clean up. I it's, it's made there. I'm back to my boundaries and now I'm not holding my boundaries a lot of the time. And I do it all myself because it's easier. <laughs> it's okay. And that's not, it is, I, yeah. so, you know, it's all a work in progress. And I suppose yes. the, the point of the conversation is just that, you know, we're listening to her like, the idea is to be listening to your body, hearing what it's telling you so that you can find the gift in the symptom, even when it's not easy. Yeah. Um, because your symptom could be something really bad. Let's be honest, right? It could be a mm-hmm. headache or it could be something really awful that you've been ignoring for a long time and it's just escalated. Like mm-hmm. these types of things happen. So if you can build the skill when, when things are a bit easier. Um, you know, hopefully there's just less of those bigger things that you have to deal with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just want to kind of segue into another point of like how to create systems. So like yeah. for, for a listener who is like, okay, I hear you. I hear how important it is to start communicating. What do I do first? Like, where do I start? And I'm just kind of curious of what, what you would tell that listener. So for me, um, my main thing where I focus on, I do this with clients, but I also just do this in my personal life. I focus on setting myself up for success early in the day. I would like to tell you that I plan my day the night before. I know that's probably what I should be doing, but I don't. I plan like I get up very early before everyone else is up. I have my own personal morning rhythm. I like to call it. It's not a routine. I sort of pick from a bag of tricks and I do different things on different days, depending on what speaks to me in that moment. And that's my time. It's just my time to do the things that light me up before the day is like a snowball rolling downhill and everything's happening. And all of a sudden it's 8 PM and you haven't eaten and you haven't moved your body. And all you've done is work and take care of everybody. That's not what you want for yourself. So for me, I start early and I set my morning up, you know, in a good way. How about you? I 
I love that. And I used to preach setting your day up the night before because I felt like when I did that, I was the most successful and I would love to do that one day again. <laughs> but I stopped <laughs> preaching that because I think just like you said, it's a rhythm and it's something you're going to, you pick from these tools that you get. And so actually the best way when I am my best, cause actually I, I, I left for a weekend and I feel like I'm in this week of like just chaos, right? Like I feel like I'm just constantly playing catch up. So yeah. we all are, you know, we're not perfect either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but what I've learned works best for me is doing something where someone else, um, kind of almost like making someone else accountable for me. So I started going to peer bar, um, on Monday through Friday mornings. And when I do that, I am, the most successful I feel like throughout the day. Cause I started my day with movement. I started doing my day with something for myself and I, I, it makes me get up early and, you know, coming from someone who's always like, listen to yourself, listen to your body. I feel like I'm in a stage, I'm in chiropractic school. I'm a toddler mom. I am building this online business, you know, all of these things. The last thing that I want to do is get up and work out. But mm-hmm. I know that I signed up for this class and someone else could have taken that, taken that spot if I hadn't taken it. And so I do need an outside, I guess, motivator to be like, okay, well, people are relying on you to be here for this class. And so you need to show up for it for them and for you. And then that just kind of puts my, my mindset in in this, in this way of making sure that I take care of myself first, I move my body and now I can go on with my day. So whatever that is for you, if you are feeling like you can't hold yourself to getting up early and meditating and doing all the things that you feel you should be doing, just sign up for like some type of exercise class or tell someone to meet you in the park and go for a walk with them. If you need that extra, you know, boost to essentially still take care of yourself, but coming from an outside force um, to hold you accountable to that. Yeah. I think that's, those are both of the things we talked about are really good options. And I think using that time early in your day to tune into the symptoms that we've been talking about, like what's, what does your body feel like? What is your emotional state right now? What does it feel like? So maybe in your morning, you're journaling or you're doing something. I'm an inconsistent journaler. I'm not saying you have to do it. It is wonderful. But just in some way, check in with yourself. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm a fan of EFT tapping. And so often I will tap in the mornings and that is an emotionally based uh, therapy. And so that will help me think very clearly about what is my body doing right now? What is my mind doing right now? And Mm -hmm. I can really dial into those symptoms. And so I feel like that's what you're doing as well is you're dialing into what you need in that moment. And then you're Mm -hmm. physically moving your body in a way to be able to say, oh, what feels good right now? What doesn't, you know? Yeah. And I also think it's too, like I I picked Pure Bar specifically because I could have you know, I used to be a power lifter. And so that talk about sympathetic, I mean, sometimes you just need to settle down. And I feel like we see movement as like, oh, it's all movement. It all counts as the same. But honestly, if you're already in a sympathetic dominant state, you really should probably be avoiding those like very like push kind of workouts. Mm-hmm. And so I chose Pure Bar because it was a very feminine in nature type of exercise. It still gets me, I mean, it's, it is hard, <laughs> but, but it still um, is is more of like that pole kind of um, aspect of things. And um, it also is calm enough for me to check in with myself during the warmups and the cool downs and all of that to make sure that I am, you know, meeting those needs internally as well. Yeah, that I actually have had to going back to like the beginning of COVID, I was pushing pretty hard and had an injury and I had to dial way back and stick to walking. And Mm -hmm. I was feeling really, I had a lot of feelings about that in the beginning. And then I had to really remind myself that my nervous system was in overdrive during 
the pandemic and working in the hospital because, you know, nurse in, in a busy metropolitan hospital during COVID was a little dicey for my nervous system. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I had to really dial that back. And that was the thing that saved me, actually, was mm. just walking um, yeah. and being outside grounding and stuff. So, yeah. so yeah. So let's just remember, I just want to wrap up. I know we're getting a little long here. Um, the I want everybody to remember the thing to kind of keep in the back of your mind is the less time that we try to cover up our symptoms with pills, supplements, booking vacations, staying up late, um, and trying to get in that me time in all these weird places. And the more we try and build ways to address the symptoms through the boundaries or schedules or prioritizing ourselves and our own self-care and our needs, the more that we are going to find that you will have less time, uh, less symptoms rather that you need to work on. Yes. Yes. Our bodies are so incredible and truly are our greatest assets if we let them be. Don't forget to head over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook group to continue your journey on regulating your nervous system and addressing your root cause signals. Well, Mama, that wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for being here with us again this week. Before you go, please make sure you hit that follow button so you get notified of all the new episodes that are coming up and head on over to the Thriving Mompreneurs Facebook community and join us there. In our thriving community, you will be connected with other business and family-minded mamas looking to feel fulfilled and energized within their lives. And you will be able to start implementing some of the tools we talked about right here on this podcast with some amazing accountability. All right, mama, we will see you at the same time, same place next week. And remember, you were made to thrive. See you next time.